and welcome back to My Sister's TBR, the podcast where two book-loving sisters take you on the adventure of tackling our TBR. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Stacey. We're here to chat about all things bookish, from the stories we're currently engrossed in to our anticipated releases that December has in store for us. So grab your coziest blanket, your favorite mug of something warm, and let's dive into the pages of our current reads. Whether you're on your daily commute, relaxing at home, or even tackling that ever-growing TBR pile alongside of us, we're thrilled to have you join our bookish banter. So without further ado, let's jump into another episode of My Sister's TBR. Ta-da! So, uh, I know we usually have a very specific way that we do these episodes. Normally, it's current reads, anticipated reads, book news. But I really want to start with the book news because I heard something very juicy today. Oh, it's not a a good juicy. It's like spilling the tea. Okay. Um. So, uh, I was, Chris messaged me today and he was like, do you know anything about Kate Corain? The name did not sound familiar to me whatsoever. Mm-mm. So he said, uh, along the lines of, she is a, uh, new author. Her book is to be released sometime in 2024. Uh, and he said, don't touch it. Just stay away from her. Apparently uh she's she's not a great person so i did a little bit of digging because i was really interested in what happened mm-hmm. um so she's got a book that's coming out uh what was it called uh crown of starlight um it's apparently supposed to be a um like sci-fi steamy um I don't, yeah, I don't, I didn't really look into it much more than that just to get the, the very bare minimum of it. It does sound like a book that I would have been interested yeah. in. It. Um, but apparently what she has done, and this dates back to uh, February of 2023, she was making multiple um, like Goodreads accounts and review bombing all of the authors that were also um, like other authors that had novels coming out around the same time as hers. Um, Not even just those authors, like even other more well-known authors than that Um, going in and rating all of their books, one stars giving total crap reviews on them and then going and giving her own books, five star ratings on these accounts. Supposedly this is what is all coming out now. Right. And uh, she has gone so far to, deny that she has done this uh she has created a so-called friend lily who apparently was doing this on her behalf to be a good friend uh she uploaded screenshots of their discord messages where she was like ripping lily a new one um about doing this saying that like you know this is her career on the line she photoshopped these messages to show like certain timestamps so that it correlated with you know other things that she was bringing into this story um but at one point in one of the screenshots she forgot to edit out today at whatever time to yesterday at whatever time (sighs) and that ruined everything did it she's yeah like there's a lot now like 
there were so many articles that I was reading and TikToks about it. But uh, all of her social medias are down, like private, nothing. So I don't know if they're hoping. Yeah, I don't know if they're hoping that this is all going to blow over and she can just go ahead with her release. I think it's May is when her supposed release is supposed to be. Girl, we never forget. Nope, nope. Uh, So apparently there's a lot of issues now, like publishers don't want to touch her rightfully so if this is all true yeah. that's, that's like crazy honestly like if she just left it at giving herself five star ratings sure you know that we could probably just sweep under the rug and just you yeah. know but no i mean but- trying to tear down other authors like that i mean yeah it's such no. a hard um career choice you know, yeah. to make any headway in. And then for her to turn around and do that to people who are, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. I just, I feel, I feel so bad for everybody that's gotten tangled up in it. But there's so many screenshots and Twitter or X, whatever it's called, is just run rampant. Like, everyone should know, like, leave it to the public to find this out like this is you can't you can't try to pull wool over our eyes (laughs) no no we are all way too good at um being internet uh or internet detectives and somebody really took it upon themselves to (laughs) find it but apparently there were authors that um like got together and were um like sharing notes i guess on these specific accounts that were all like review bombing them but they mm-hmm. all had things in common such as rating her books high and also mm. like liking each other's reviews and stuff and comments so it was oh like all God. very interconnected and even so far as um like being active the same times so like all of their reviews on all of the accounts were all done on these specific days Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, girl. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> can't get away with things like that. I was just gonna say, like, there's paper trails everywhere. Yeah. Receipts everywhere. Yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my juicy little... That's some tea. Yeah. We just had to gossip a little. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm I'm excited to see how this... No, okay, I shouldn't say excited. That's very... It's very rude of me. I'm very sympathetic Rain to all in. the authors that, you know, yeah. that this is going on with. But for her, I just, I've got no patience for people that try to tear down cheat the people. system like that. Oh, yeah. And, and cheat the system. Yeah. Oh, just gross. Anyways. Is there anything on you a... would like to talk about? <laughs> you already know. I know. Okay, I'm sure, but see, I don't even see it on, okay, we stumbled across (laughs) this. Yeah. We didn't even, like, I don't even, this just, we full on stumbled into this. (laughs) (sighs) So, some people may already know. Or other people, oh my god, okay. I'm just like. Tell the people, Rebecca. (laughs) 
There is a release date for It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. <laughs> and it's a lot earlier than what I was expecting. Oh, me too. February 9th. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I don't even remember how we stumbled across this. What were we? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess it was just looking up the the movie and it just happened to be there that the release date like so subtly just the release date was there like there were no articles there was no big like instagram post like in theaters on february the 9th it was just 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 google the date. movie and just release date just on imtb just like, like it means not nothing even, literally like there's not even a trailer out yet no i'm I keep- really excited i have to say like i i know a lot of us aren't exactly i don't know excited about the wardrobe choices i've seen a lot of hate on that and i mean i get it it's not how i pictured lily like the Mm -hmm. the way that blake is dressed the wardrobe choices and i know it all got approved by colleen i know that so it has to have her some today. merit. Is it her birthday today? She turned oh. 44. Happy birthday, Colleen. <laughs> uh, I'll go comment on something yeah. and just get lost yeah. in the mass yeah. amount of comments that she gets. But whatever. That's exciting. Uh, yeah. But, but And I know a lot of people are still upset about the casting for Ryle. Honestly, like, I was picturing Royal um, more like, uh, I don't even know what his actual name is, but um, Link from Grey's. I know that's not what he's from. He was in a whole crap ton of stuff. Link? Hold on. It's newer-ish seasons. You might not. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. You might. uh, Did you watch Nashville? Yeah. He was the country. He was the country singer. (laughs) Narrow it down a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to need a little bit more information here. Um, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't know if you can see it in the, the picture. Oh, my God. That's so hold bad. On. Oh, he's in. He's in, he's in 90210. Yeah. What did I think of that one first? I don't know. Yeah. Chris Carmack. Okay. Uh, yeah. That was who I was picturing for huh. a while. Hmm. And I don't know if that even fits, like, the description at all, but that was who I was picturing. Hmm. I don't even know. Just, like, a taller version. Yeah. I just feel like, in my head, like, I made up. Yeah. You know? And I can't even describe it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can see it, but I literally can't articulate it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah. think I was picturing him. I think <laughs> I was picturing I was more picturing. like, I mean, very handsome. <laughs> but I was picturing like tall, maybe like a bit darker hair, clean cut. I don't know. Yeah. Don't so know. was yours possibly closer to? Um, and can I can I see him again? Show me a pic. Of who? Ryle. The casting. I can picture him, but I can't. Like it's it's too far away in my whoops in my 
in my vision. Movie. Justin Baldoni. Mm. Uh, right. Yeah, honestly. It's not focusing very well. I can see he's, it. He's so handsome. You know what? I think I think that might be very close. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm happy with that casting. Mainly because of uh, Jane the Virgin. Oh, yeah. I've heard. You haven't watched Jane the Virgin? No. Oh, my God, Rebecca. That is my comfort show. I love that show with my entire being. <laughs> like, I could cry talking about it. <laughs> I just... I don't... I don't watch new things. I re... I, I'm watching... Guess what I'm rewatching right now for the fourth time? Uh, the OC. <laughs> Is that actually? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Guess what I'm rewatching again for the millionth time. You're not gonna guess. Show? Yeah. No. No, you're not gonna get it. <laughs> no. no uh, One it. Tree Hill. Oh. Yeah. That yeah, is that, like on a constant yeah. loop. Like when I finish it, I'm like, okay, time to restart it. <laughs> Dang it. I was going to guess that. That would have been good. Um, but again, I know we've talked about it. Alyssa's casting choice or well, cast. Yeah. Whatever Perfection. I'm trying to say. Jenny Slate is the literal perfect human being in the entire world. And I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> perfection yep yes she really really is so i'm happy with that even lily being you know blake playing lily i'm still thrilled about that because there's literally not a um character that blake has played that hasn't been done with her entire heart like she mm, is true. such a good actress so i'm really really excited know... to see how she brings lily to life yeah I know I've seen some people say that Blake is a little too old to be playing Lily. Did you see what Colleen had said about um, her choice of aging up the characters? Did you see what she said oh, about no. that? Oh, no. So the reason why she went with older actors is because she purposely is aging up Lily and Ryle. And I guess um, Atlas, too. Um, because she said when she wrote this book, she didn't realize how long you had to go to, to school to be a neurosurgeon. So, so here's Royal, like this baby, like 30 year old that should not be a neurosurgeon. Okay. And this is why she, so she, huh. in her mind, she's correcting an error that she made while writing this book. So I'm okay with that because the older the, the characters, queen. the yeah, the the better I feel about it. I guess because yeah. it's closer to my age range. But. Yeah, and I like this now too because we're we're gonna reread. It ends with us before we go watch the movie. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> so now in our brains, when we reread it, we're going to picture them older. Oh, and <laughs> perspective. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. Anyway. Uh, 
what else do we have? I don't even know what screen I'm supposed to be looking at at this point. There's so many. Um, our releases, our highly anticipated oh, releases. Hold up. There's still one more thing of news that I wanted to talk Ooh. about. Um, so I, the, the only two people that I have talked to about this, this month, were totally clueless. You are included in that. <laughs> so yes. I feel like this is very important information that, you know, I'm not going to gatekeep. I need to let the listeners We don't gatekeep know. here. <laughs> um, apparently there's a lot of you that have Amazon Prime or Amazon Unlimited. Uh, I believe it's Prime that does this, though. Amazon I think Prime that's what I said. Um, has a you know, a section, a department that's called First Reads. And it gives you access to new novels that hasn't even been released yet um, for free. You can pick one and it just, you know, put it on your Kindle and you've got it. It's kind of kind of like a like an arc kind of. Um, but yeah, so the first of every month you get an email that's called like First Reads. It'll have something to do with First Reads in the title. And it gives you, like, um, uh, options of, like, it could be six, could be eight, could be, you know, whatever. Um, books, they're usually uh, of all sorts of different genres. And uh, you just, you pick one and you'll open up the Amazon. And I think sometimes they have, like, Kindle Unlimited um, where you can read for free. But then you have to go mm. click on, like, the buy for, for zero dollars or buy with first reads. So... But December's, once you pick a book, um, they give you another option to buy a free or to buy a free <laughs> uh, Kindle book. So you get two I haven't in done December for free. Um, Megan, there's a there's a Megan Quinn book I think considered is a short story, um, and I don't remember what it was called, but that was one of the options. So yeah. People, I felt Get like I the needed times. to. <laughs> yeah, you only knew for like a week. <laughs> yeah, literally. I just can't believe like that's not advertised. Yeah, uh, they it, send out an email, it, but I guess a lot of people just instantly Amazon sends out so many emails, anyways, just shoves it under the rug. Yeah, and I mean, when I signed up for Prime. It does send you an email saying what's included, but I, I don't look at that. So it probably says it right there. Do you know that you have, um, I don't even know how much it is, maybe a terabyte of uh, online photo storage with Amazon Prime? No. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I live under a rock. You, you pay for Amazon Prime and you get quite a few other good perks out of it i have to say uh i'm still paying like the 16 bucks for the google drive just because i like um like their features on google drive like the google photos you can like automatically you know just search for a specific person and it shows you all their pictures i don't know if amazon photos does that but anyways worth looking into for you and anybody else who doesn't know who just pays for shit and don't look at what's included and we're not sponsored here <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Amazon get on it 
<laughs> All right. Okay. So that's it that we've got for bookish news. Um, okay. For our highly anticipated new releases for December month. I can't believe we're doing December already. Oh. I know. I know. Don't even want to. Th- oh my God. Crazy. <laughs> okay. Oh, I like the cover of this already. It's cute, right? This Spells Love by Kate Robb. This came out December 5th, and it has 352 pages, and it is a romance fantasy. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. A young woman tries to heal her heartbreak by casting a spell to erase her ex from her past, but she wakes up in an alternate reality where she's lost more than she wished for in this witty, whimsical, friends-to-lovers debut. What if one little wish changed everything? When Gemma gets dumped by her long-term boyfriend, she reacts the way any reasonable 28-year-old would by getting drunk with her sister, kooky aunt, and best friend, Dax. After one too many margaritas, they decide to perform a love-cleansing spell, which promises to erase Gemma's ex from her memory. They follow all the instructions, including a platonic kiss from Dax to seal the deal. When Gemma wakes up, she realizes that this silly spell has worked. Not only does it seem that she never dated her ex, but the rest of her life is completely unrecognizable. The worst part, Dax has no idea who she is. The... The oh, to reverse the spell and get back to her old life, Gemma must convince her once best friend, now near stranger, to kiss her. But as she carries out her plans, she finds herself falling for him hard. Soon, Gemma, soon Gemma begins to wonder whether she even wants to go back to the way things once were. What if Dax was the one all along? Oh, okay. I love that. I can see that being like like a rom-com. Yeah. Like, oh. I don't know. Yeah, I think that'd be cute. Normally I don't like friends to lovers. Yeah. It cuz you know I think I think that goes in hand with um I don't know why, but I always picture friends to lovers and like golden retriever energy. Oh yeah. It's always yeah, where can... my brain goes. Yeah. I mean, it may not be, but Oh, I like hmm. that though. Oh, I love alternate universes. Like, yeah. Ugh. And like novels that go like two different timelines yes. side by side. I like that too. Love those. And um, the fact that she's 28, I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm easier to point, relate. And I'm at that point where like, if I'm reading a novel, I find out that the main character is like early twenties or even reading anything to do with like university or college. Mm. I'm finding yeah. that I'm at the point in my life that I don't care for it. And it kind of turns me from the novel. Yeah. I can see that. Does that make me old? I think I'm getting old. I think you're getting a little old. Just a little bit. I guess I should hold a on to that. A little bit. To all the Daniel Steele and Nora Roberts <laughs> books that I have. You're not there yet. <laughs> you are not there yet. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I just want to read stuff with, like, 
30, 40 year olds. Mm -hmm. I'm good with that. Yeah. It's more realistic. My goodness. Oh, well, this one looks like it's to do with a doctor. So maybe, maybe this one will be like that. Mm. Okay. The next one is The Fake Mate by Lana Ferguson. Uh, oh, this is another fantasy romance paranormal. Oh, paranormal. Uh, December 5th. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, December 5th again. It's 400 pages. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. What? Do I do I have the right picture? Hmm. This does not look like it matches, but. Um, yes, it does. Does it? Zoom um, in. Oh, the paw prints. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Two wolf shifters agree to be fake mates, but unexpectedly find something real in this steamy paranormal romantic comedy. I like that. Mm. Mackenzie Carter has had some very bad dates lately. Model train experts, mansplainers, guys weirdly obsessed with her tail. She hasn't had a successful date in months. Only a year at a res residency, her grandmother's obsession with Mackenzie, finding the perfect mate to settle down with, threatens to drive Mackenzie barking mad. It feels like a small thing to tell her grandmother that she's met someone. That is, until she blurts out the name of the first man she sees and the last man she would ever date, Noah Taylor, the big bad wolf of Denver General. Mm. Noah Taylor, <laughs> uh, interventional cardiologist and all-around grump, has spent his entire life hiding what he is. With outdated stigmas surrounding unmated alphas, that have people wondering if they still howl at the moon. Noah has been careful to keep his uh, designation under wraps. It's worked for years until an anonymous tip has everything coming too late. Noah is left with two options. Come clean to the board and risk his career or find himself a mate. The chatty, overly friendly ER doctor asking him to be her fake boyfriend on the same day he's called to meet the board has to be kismet, right? Mackenzie will keep her grandmother off her back and Noah will get a chance to prove he can continue to work without a real mate, a mutually beneficial business transaction they both rationalize. But when the fake mate act turns into a very real friends with benefits arrangement, lines start to blur and they quickly realize love is a whole different kind of animal. Oh, I'm interested. That's a really interesting that's, yeah. <laughs> and again, I've said this so many times, fake dating usually means miscommunication trope. So I usually yes. don't like it, but I don't know. I think that's a very interesting combination. That's um, definitely different mm -hmm. with the, the wolves. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've read anything to do with werewolves since... <laughs> twilight maybe <laughs> that's what i was thinking you were gonna say <laughs> oh god oh if anybody has some good uh <laughs> werewolf wrecks i'm game here we go what's next the vacation house by jane schmelt schmilt 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 Hmm. The Vacation House by Jane Schmelt. 
this is a mystery thriller, and it's 287 pages, and it is coming out on December 26th. Two Women, Two Secrets, One Terrible Night. Paxos? Pax, Paxos? 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 Greece? The Vacation House is a luxurious getaway for a wealthy English family. Windows open to the sun and the sea, a sparkling swimming pool, and a verdant garden. Yep. One hot summer night, while the parents and their friends drink wine and amuse themselves, a young woman, the teenage daughter of the Greek caretaker, ventures for a walk on their private beach. Her life will never be the same again. London, England, ten years later. Julia is the perfect spouse and mother, slender, blonde, expensively dressed. She's the classic yummy mummy... (laughs) Of high cook, (laughs) organizer, arm candy, and speechwriter to her influential husband. But behind her winning smile is a stifled woman trapped in a gilded cage, stricken with anxiety and perfectionism. When Julia meets Laurel, a therapist who promises to help her find fulfillment, Julia opens herself up to the hope of a different future. Bound by the past. What happened in Greece all those years ago that binds these two women together? And will uncovering the truth destroy everything or set them free? Hmm. Um, the, Ed- the Edgar-nominated number one internationally best-selling author of The Daughter and the Playground weaves a breathtaking tale of betrayal, family, and secrets from the past in this crackling novel of psychological suspense. Hmm. So, it's a lot to unpack, I think, there in that novel. Like, I wonder what happened. I know. Like, I like it when they go back and forth. So, I wonder if that's what this novel's going to be like. Like, the I dual love, oh. timeline. Yeah, I hope so. Ah. I love that. Like, I love when it just, like, leads up to, like, the big event. Like, whatever happened. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Apparently, it's like, very fast-paced. Oh, and it's mm-hmm. only 287 pages. Yeah. I'll give it a try. <laughs> give it a whirl. Okay, so I like the the cover of this next one. Yeah, I like it too. What is that? Is that cherries or apples? It looks like apples. The Curse of Penrith Hall by Jess Armstrong. So this one's a gothic historical fiction mystery. Oh, okay. mm -hmm. Uh, It's an atmospheric gothic mystery that beautifully brings the ancient Cornish countryside to life. Armstrong introduces heroine Ruby Vaughn in her Minotaur books and Mystery Writers of America first crime novel award-winning debut, The Curse of Penrith Hall. Monotar. Hmm. What is okay. that? Uh, it's like a fictional. Hold on. Let me show you a picture. Uh, now, this is probably not a very good picture, but it's. That's a Minotaur. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, let's see. Uh, it's 326 pages, and again, another one released on December 5th. After the Great War, American Harris Ruby Vaughn made a life for herself running a rare bookstore alongside her octogenarian employer and housemate in Exeter. She's always avoided dwelling on the past, even before the war, but it always has a way of finding her. When Ruby is forced to deliver a box of books to a folk healer living deep in the Cornish countryside, she is brought back to the one place she swore she'd never return. A more sensible soul would have delivered the package and left without rehashing old wounds, but no one has ever accused Ruby of being sensible. Thus begins her visit to Penrith Hall. A foreboding fortress, Penrith Hall, Penrith Hall, sorry, is home to Ruby's once dearest friend, Tamsin, and her husband, Sir Edward Tenwith. Uh, it's an unsettling place, and after a more unsettling evening, Ruby is eager to depart. But her plans change when Penrith Bell's ring for the first time in 30 years. Edward is dead. He met a gruesome end in the orchard and with his death brings whispers of a returned curse. It also brings ru ruin ru ru oh, I don't know how to pronounce that. R-U-A-N Rune Kivel the mm. person whose books brought her to Cornwall. The one uh, the locals call a peller. The man they believe can break the curse. Ruby doesn't believe in curses or pellers, but this is Cornwall. And to these villagers, the curse is anything but lore. And they believe it will soon claim its next victim, Tamsin to protect her friend. Ruby must work alongside the peller to find out what really happened in the orchard orchard that night. Damn. Interesting. Um, I like it. I'll read it. I think that would be a good read, honestly. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, I don't read enough gothic mysteries. So. Same. We we do need to venture out of our comfort zones here. We do. But. God. The last times, times, plural, that we've done that has put us in book funks. Oh, so. God. Why are we like this? Because we suck. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tessa Bailey. <laughs> uh, um, so this is Same Time Next Year by Tessa Bailey. This came out on December 1st. It is a romance novella. Sp oh, sports romance. Ooh. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> oh, and it's only 144 pages. <gasps> yeah, she's a baby. I'm going to read this this month. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Do it. Okay. Do it. From New York Times bestselling author Tessa Bailey comes a steamy novella full of hope and humor, tracking a couple's fake marriage for a year after the wild New Year's Eve when they first say, I do. Adored by all, Britta is an ambitious waitress working at Sluggers. The popular bar holds a special place in her heart and is a regular hangout for the Bridgeport Bandits, the local hockey club. <laughs> With a half-brother on the team, Britta has a strict no-dating policy for hockey boys, but she does have a soft spot for one particular player. A beast on the ice, 
Sumner Mayfield is on the brink of breaking into the NHL, but time's running out. With his work visa about to expire, Sumner's only chance to stay in Bridgeport is to marry an American and get a green card. Otherwise, it's back to Canada for the defenseman. On New Year's Eve, the team begs Britta to marry Sumner that very night. Sum is embarrassed yet hopeful. He's desperately in love. But Britta balks at first until something about Sumner's soulful brown eyes and ripped physique makes her <laughs> reconsider. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm going to wait until January to read that one. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Just for like the New Year's Eve, you know? Yeah, I like that. Um, Oh, I think that's going to be good. Yeah, I think so. I I mean, we've read, what, we've featured two Tessa Bailey novels so far on our podcast. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's safe to yeah. assume that we're fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, oh. she's good, so... I have no doubts so that that one's going to be. And I mean, uh, hockey players. <laughs> uh, duh. <laughs> oh, I love it. And it's only 144 pages. I love short reads. Mm-hmm. Love it. Depends on the novel for me. Hmm. Like, if it's a really good... Like, if it's anything fantasy, I don't want it to be... A short novel. No, you can't. Yeah, you no. can't get enough in. No. No. Uh, oh, this is a really pretty cover. A River of Golden Bones by A.K. Mulford. It's very mm-hmm. colorful and pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is another fantasy romance. Man, we got a lot uh, of romanticy on the go this month. The best. Uh, yeah. So December 5th. Uh, 400 pages from best-selling author and TikTok sensation A.K. Mulford comes the first riveting, enchanting book of the all-new Golden Court Romanticy Trilogy. A River of Golden Bones begins a journey of self-discovery, romance, and adventure for a young heir as she, they, comes out of hiding to save her sister from a malicious, powerful sorceress and her dangerous sleeping curse. Okay. Hmm. A, a sleeping curse, a fallen court, a secret twin. Twins, Kala and Briar, have spent their entire lives hiding from the powerful sorceress who destroyed their kingdom and from the humans who don't know they are wolves. Each twin has their own purpose in life. Briar's is to marry the prince of an alley, ally, pack, and save the golden court. Kala's purpose is to remain a secret, her twin's shadow, the backup plan. Oh, that's, that's very My Sister's Keeper, kind of. <laughs> uh, no oh, one, dear. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows who Kala truly is except for her childhood friend and sister's betrothed, the distractingly handsome Prince Grey. Grey? When Kala and Briar journey out of hiding for Briar's wedding, all of their well-made plans go awry. The evil sorceress is back with another sleeping curse for the last heir of to the golden court. Kala must step out of the shadows to save her sister, their kingdom, and their own legacy. Continuing to hide as a human and denying who she truly is, Kala embarks on a quest across the realm, discovering a whole world she never knew existed. Outside the confines of rigid wolf society, 
Kylo begins to wonder who could she be if she dared to try. Full of adventure, love, gender exploration, and self-discovery, a river of golden bones follows Kylo's journey through treacherous wolf kingdoms, monster-filled realms, and the depths of their own heart in this thrilling romantic fantasy. I love that. Here's your wolf again book that you wanted. Yeah. And I Dang. love the um hold on the whole like learning who she truly is and like Mm -hmm. the self-discovery like that i love that so see and this is the type of book that you want to be more than 200 pages yeah like 400 that's you're gonna get a good story out of that (laughs) yeah yeah i think that's a that's a good good page count for fantasy i think (sighs) i think that one's gonna be really nice yeah damn Secret. Oh my god. Yeah, that's gonna be something. Man, that's some good books for December. And Ending that's not off even the year. Yeah, that's not even all of uh all of the ones that I wanted to add. I I, you know. I I took down like a few because I felt we were getting a little too uh too much. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think they're oh, they're great, and the romance, the romanticy, mm. romanticy, my yeah. favorite. So, what are you reading? So, I actually just finished a book last night, so I'm not going to talk about that right now. But then I immediately hopped into another book look at me on a reading roll here yeah so i so like you know when you finish reading a book and it comes up with like a suggestion Mm -hmm. have you seen that okay yeah so this is where i found this one i haven't even heard of this book before but it popped up and i was like you know what yeah like it's just like (gasps) those types of books right Mm-hmm. So it's called If You Give a Grump a Holiday Wish List by Anne Einerson. E I N E R S O N. Einerson? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so let me just do some reading here. Mm-hmm. And like the cover is like all pink. And, oh, it's so cute. Like, I, I love I've it. seen that one. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um, okay. I actually haven't read this this description yet. I literally just hopped into this book without even reading anything <laughs> like I do. Should I have trusted my tyrannical boss when he promised he'd get me home for the holidays? Absolutely not. See, oh, I feel like this is going to ruin the story for me. I don't even want to read this right now. Okay. He gassed up his private jet and decided he'd be joining me so we could close this massive deal before the new year. There are three conditions to him coming home with me. One, my family can't know that he is my boss. See note above about him being a tyrant. (laughs) Two, I will absolutely be getting a big fat raise. And three, he has to help me with my holiday wish list. What's worse than my boss stealing Christmas? Him pretending to be my boyfriend. Since he's faking being in love with me, my mom put us together in my childhood bedroom with just one bed to share. Oh, one bedroom. 
When the mistletoe comes out, I can't help but wonder what would happen if my hot as coal boss and I were underneath. Jack Sinclair is nothing but determined to get everything he wants this Christmas, and it looks like I'm at the top of his list. So this is a holiday novella romance, of course, and it's only 149 pages. Oh, it only just came out on December 7th. Oh, you're like brand spanking new. Ah, but so I'm a couple chapters in so far. Um, let me see here. Yeah, I'm like 11% in. Um, but he is like, uh, how many pages was it? 140. Oh, okay. 149. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's like, I, I already know that he's, like, very possessive, demanding, intimidating. Like, he wears these, like, sharp suits, like, the three-piece suits. Um, He's very, like, clean-cut. Like, he just... Does he give Lucy vibes from Knock Em Out? Yes. Okay. Very, very much so. The exact same behavior. I like that. Mm, Yeah. So... But see, now, now I know that he goes home with her for Christmas, and I don't want to know that. Like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> but, um, so, like, in the description, it talks about how she has a, like, holiday wish list. And she does this every single year. And, I mean, she's, like, she's in, I think she's in her late 20s, I want to say. But every year, she okay. makes this holiday wish list just as, like, part of, like, tradition. And she had it, like, left on her desk one day. And at the very bottom of the list, it said, uh, get kissed under a mistletoe. And, like, <laughs> he um, – so it's, it's, like, dual point of view, okay? So it goes back and forth between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And when it's his point of view, he, like, accidentally sees it and he's looking at it. And he's, like – like, he doesn't like that she has this on her list. But at the same time <laughs> – he likes that it's not crossed out. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's, like, that right there, you can see his possessiveness. Because he's, like, I don't want her kissing anybody. Like, why is she – she shouldn't be dating. Like, <laughs> he's struggling a lot, right, internally. Because he's, like, trying to keep things professional. But he's okay. also very possessive. Oh, it's so good. Like, yeah, I love a possessive man. <laughs> but, yeah, Lucy vibes all the way. Okay. Like, And he's also, like – a really big like he's the CEO and he's like um yeah like everybody's afraid of him like have you read the um Miles High Club series? No. Okay. No, I haven't yet. You would like those. I know. You would like them. Yeah. Um but yeah, this is super easy to read like I friggin' float like I flew through that. Is it last first night. person or third person? First person. First person? Okay. Yeah. Which I like. And that's where that's where I can read a lot faster. I can't read yeah. as fast when it's third person because I'm just like... I know. I don't know. Something, you know, something up in my head in my internal dialogue. Like, I'm like, it doesn't it doesn't yeah. work. It just takes longer to process sentences. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yep. Because um, we'll talk about it, but our featured read is also in third person. So it's... Yeah. yeah. Most yeah. of her books are. This is the same thing with uh, 
It happened one summer. That was in third mm. person, too. It's fine. It's okay. It just takes a little bit to get used to. Yeah. You anticipate it being like a like a, a good, like a high rating? I think so, honestly. Just because, yeah. like, uh, yeah, I can just tell that it's going to be, like, steamy. Yeah. <laughs> That's all... That's all you need for a good That's it. <laughs> high rating. It's going to be steamy. I'm not hard to please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I can just tell because she has this really good like personality that I can like that I that I like to read. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's strong, independent. Like she knows what she wants and she's like not afraid to get it. So like good. she's like so like she's she's a good pair with him because he's very demanding, very. Um, he wants something on his desk like five minutes ago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But she like gives it right back to him. He, she's like, yeah, I did up that report like two days ago. Like here it is. You know what I mean? Like she's, <laughs> she gives, she's very snappy. I don't know. Oh, that's awesome. I just, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think it's going to be like main a, female characters like that. Yeah. Right. Like it's just like you, you get it girl. You get it. <laughs> but yeah. Incoming f- at least four star read. I already know it's it's coming. That's sick. Yeah. What are you currently reading? Uh there's a couple, but I don't know. Like I I don't know if I'm going to DNF or what. But um, oh dear, I've started Christmas Cupid by Elsa Madden Mills. Is that the one that you read? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, can I ask what your rating was? Four. Really? How far oh, are you? Where are you? I'm at 54% and I am, I'm struggling. Why? I finished that so quick. I'll read out the description. I actually haven't even read the description yet, I don't think. Um, okay. It is super short, 182 pages, Mm -hmm. and it's a Christmas holiday romance, of course. (laughs) Uh, the description. Dear Santa, I'd like to have a word about your sense of humor. Was it really necessary to stick me, a professional hockey player, nursing an injury and avoiding the media, in an isolated cabinet? Cabinet? (laughs) Okay, Harry. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't be mad. (laughs) An isolated cabin with a bratty boot designing princess who seems to have made it her mission to despise me. I mean, come on. What did I ever do to you? And let's talk about our first encounter. Was it your intention for her to barge in on me while I was enjoying a soak in the tub? It wasn't exactly my finest moment, and I'm sure she didn't didn't appreciate the view of my massive body floundering around as I tried to grab a towel. Now I'm stuck with her, thanks to a mutual acquaintance, in the middle of a snow blizzard, navigating through bear attacks, sketchy neighbors, and a whole lot of tension. I had plans, Santa. Plans to escape to Cabo? Cabo? Cabo. Yeah. Cabo. Uh, And forget about the world. Not to be trapped with a woman who thinks I'm unworthy of her time just because she can't stand hockey players. Oh, and speaking of our delightful Iris, she's she's stingier with her food than Scrooge was with his pennies. I'm not asking for a feast, but a guy's got to eat. 
And could you possibly turn her yippy dog into a reindeer or something? It would certainly add to the Christmas spirit and save my eardrums. I'm trying to rediscover the meaning of Christmas and you throw me into this chaos. Is this some kind of test or are you just having a jolly laugh up there in the North Pole? So here's my Christmas wish, Santa. Sprinkle a bit of your magic and either get me out of here or be a Cupid and ignite a fiery, undeniable passion between us. Because right now, this scenario is frostier than a snowman. I like that. I like, I that, like description. that description because it doesn't really give away the story, mm-hmm. and it's it's funny. The novel, like I, not bad, but I don't like her character. I know. I oh. know. Me neither. Oh. I just. I don't. I know trying so hard because it's it's another freaking hockey player <sighs> and it's short and it's funny but just... there's parts with her character that i'm just like oh my god i would have I her picked she... out on her ass so freaking fast yeah like yeah who loses a full ass like knee high zipped up boot in the snow and doesn't realize it until her foot is black. (laughs) (sighs) I have so many feelings about this. So we're going to have some good, good arguments. I think at the end of the month about this. Yeah. I, um, I know I've got like, like that's my notes for that book. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So we'll, we'll have some discussions. Just finish it. It's not long. Okay, so our featured read was, or is, Wreck the Halls by Tessa Bailey. And this is a Christmas romance. Uh, 351 pages. Oh, and this actually only just came out October 3rd. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> a sexy, hilarious, standalone holiday rom-com about the adult children of two former rock stars who team up to convince their estranged mothers to play a Christmas Eve concert. Melody Gallard may be the daughter of music royalty, but her world is far from glamorous. She spends her days restoring old books and avoiding the limelight. One awkward tabloid photo was enough, thanks. But when a producer offers her a lot of money to reunite her mother's band on live TV, Mel begins to wonder if it's time to rattle the cage, shake up her quiet life, and see him again. The only other person who could wrangle the rock and roll divas. <laughs> Beat da- Dawkins, the lead singer's son, is Melody's opposite. The camera loves him. He could charm the pants off anyone, and his mother is not a potential cult leader. Still, they might have been best friends if not for the legendary feud that broke up the band. When they met as teenagers, Mel felt an instant spark but it's nothing compared to the wild, intense attraction that builds as they embark on a madcap mission to convince their mothers to perform one last show. While dealing with rock star shenanigans, a 24-hour film crew, brawling Santas, and mobs of adoring fans, Mel starts to step out of her comfort zone. With Beat by her side, cheering her on, she's never felt so understood. But Christmas Eve is fast approaching, and a decades-old scandal is poised to wreck everything. The Steelbirds' reunion, their relationships with their mothers, and their newfound love. 
like I'm not like super far into this yet um but I still really do love it already like mm-hmm. I love the humor that Tessa Bailey can like oh yeah put into a character um and like I love Beat he seems like such a great guy yeah don't give anything away but there was one comment that he said where it was like along the lines that he keeps sex very separate from things because like does he i think he's into some weird things <laughs> that was exactly the vibe i was getting when because i i think i know you know even the part that you're talking about yeah uh, and I, the first thing i thought was we're gonna get some like on page experimental i think this is gonna be Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eyes. Uh, eyes. Yep. So I'm not going to give anything away, but it does seem like there's a little... Like he's you know. into some... Yeah, like it's not, it's not going to be, you know, vanilla, we'll say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I seen that. I finished reading that, that sentence and I was like, Oh, read, 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 read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I tell you, she can bring the steam. Like <laughs> some of these scenes that I've been reading, I have not been able to keep a straight face, and that's saying something for me because usually I'm like stone faced no matter what yeah. I'm reading. <laughs> and but this, I'm just yeah. like, like I am giddy reading some of this. <laughs> And okay. I just, I love Melody's character. Like, she mm-hmm. is just so hilarious. Yeah. And Ugh. it's just so easy to read. And then just I the, would... the chemistry between them is just yeah off the charts. I love how, like, they look at each other. And they can't stop looking at each other. Like, the I chemistry love... is there. <sighs> I love how he just, like, not giving anything away, but that first meeting between them and he was just like, I'm just going to hug you. Like when they were 16? Yeah. 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 Like he's so protective of her and just like, like mm. just magnetized yeah. to each other. Oh, I love that. Oh, this is, I am already just reading this. I'm like, this is going to be a five star. I yeah. just know it. Uh, and I honestly <sighs> don't find it as hard as other Um third person i find it like an interest i don't know i just find it an interesting third person view because like it's i don't even know how to describe this but you know what i mean like it's each chapter not the typical each chapter it seems like um and i know there's a word for it i'm just not literary enough to know it i guess but the third person is more um like in the first chapter we'll say is more inner to Melody. And then mm-hmm. this next yeah. chapter is more inner to Beat. Like, it's yeah. a, it's interesting how... And I don't remember what the name of it is. Someone help. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a nice in-between. And I think that's yeah. why... Like, I haven't... Like I was saying earlier, like... Sometimes my brain just doesn't mm-hmm. work for third person. But... 
this yeah like this is a nice yeah very easy to read yeah yeah definitely Uh i'm so excited like i do not want to like finish this book i do because i want to know what happens but yeah did you find and i'm pretty sure you would have already come across it but like because uh, it's pretty early on i think it's like one of the first chapters with beats you know point of view um like the conflict we'll say his conflict yeah you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. how quick that was like it was just right off the bat like here's this huge obstacle like, yeah I just felt like that was a really heavy yeah, because I, mean, I think it was actually in his very first yeah. point and of I guess, view. I guess it does, it needed to be early on because that's what's driving him. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't I mean, know. that just goes to show, I think, um, how much stories actually in this book. That's you true. know what I mean? That's if true. she put that out there right away, mm-hmm. then obviously, like, and we still have oh. so much left to the book. There's going to be another big conflict coming. Yeah. Yeah. Dang true. it. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. But love it so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. This is a good month of reads. It <laughs> really, is. really is. I think so. Um, I am still like being super slow reading. I still don't feel like I'm a hundred percent. And I guess maybe because of how busy this month is, mm-hmm. maybe, but I'm hoping to at least get another couple books read. I don't think I'm going to hit my Goodreads goal. Even with oh, yeah, these two. Same. <laughs> um, but I was sad because like, I, I don't know if this would be like my third or fourth year with my Goodreads goal. And then I'm just like, not going to hit it. Uh, I might. Um, I'm at 71 right now. Mm-hmm. At a 75. So, yeah. You're going to. Because right off the bat, gonna I'm going to get another that. two. I, yeah. Uh, there's also uh, another one by. Uh, uh, just a sec. Vera Valentine that I want to read. Vera Valentine. <laughs> That's the one who uh, wrote Unhinged, the door one that I keep telling you you need to read. Yes. Um, Yes. I want to read her other book. She made a post earlier on Instagram, and I felt like I really had to comment on it. Um, It was basically like a plea to people who review books to not tag authors in reviews that they're rating stories like three and under stars. Because she said, like, it's really hard on, especially, like, like she's only speaking for herself. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's hard on her mental health when she's tagged in a review, being forced to read this bad review. Wow. And I was just yeah. like, oh, my gosh, I can't, like, I never even thought about it that way. Now, I specified in the comment that I made on her page that, like, if I rate something a three star, I still liked it. Like I'm still recommending it. So I will tag an author in it. So I hope that I haven't upset anybody by tagging them in three star reviews, you know, because that to me is still a good, a good star rating. Yeah. Um, let me get back to what she had actually posted just to read that out. Um, 
She said, please stop tagging our authors in sub four star slash negative reviews. Myself and many other authors have repeatedly requested this simple courtesy to protect our mental health and productivity. Uh, if you don't like our work, that's totally fine. But there is no reason to force us to read our list of reasons why you think we suck. Would you like someone doing that to you? So, Touché. like I said, I commented on it and I said about how, like, I'm, I hope no other authors are taking my three star, you know, as a bad, bad review because that's still me recommending the book, mm -hmm. recommending the author. Um, and I said, like, I know that's not everybody's review system. Like, I'm sure there's people who rate things three stars and still list a bunch of negatives. Um, so I said, I'm so sorry that people are being disrespectful to you. So she wrote back and she said, the three stars bother me a lot less than the one and two stars that are basically just lining up my books like content, content pinatas to swing at. There are some authors who are totally fine with three stars too. I probably should have pulled back a little, but it's been a morning in the Valentine household. Realistically, mm -hmm. I can only stomp my foot about my books because I've been really clear about my wishes in posts all over social media. I can't speak for all authors. I know you. I've seen your reviews. You're fine. In a heart. I thought that was so sweet. Aww. So now I want to go read all of her books and rate them. Yeah. <laughs> just because I think she is so, she's so sweet. That's amazing. So, yeah. So I'm going to read, I think, um, <laughs> I don't even want to, I don't want to say what it is, but squeak, what is it? Squeak. That's the name of the book. So, oh dear. there's balloons on the front. <laughs> okay. We'll see. We'll see. Right. But I'm either intrigued. way. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, I, that got me thinking then about, like, wondering if I had tagged people in reviews that I necessarily didn't say good things about. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely going to be more mindful going forward. Yeah. I know. Same. Like, mm -hmm. you don't think about that. Like in my brain, I'm like, Oh, like they're not going to see this, but like, yeah, they do. They do. Maybe not like the Colleen Hoover's of the world, but you know, but either way, I still think like in my head, I've still like, I've been tagging them because you know, even if I didn't like it, other people will. So yeah. here's, you know, here's the account. This is where you go to find these books. Like to me, that was my thought process on tagging authors. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily to get them to read my review. It's just for other readers who are reading my review that they have direct access to, to the account. Mm -hmm. But sense. I never, it never dawned on me to think that authors would be reading, you know, what I tag them in. So I'm going to be better oh. going forward. <laughs> and I may go back we and change learn. some of my reviews. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we still have to be honest about our reviews. Um, yeah. We still have to list why we didn't necessarily like a book because that's just our opinions. Um, mm -hmm. It that's by true. no means makes it, you know, writes it in stone and says, this is law. This is not a good book. It's just, <laughs> it just wasn't our cup of tea. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Unless there's typos and, you know, editing issues. Then I'm going to yeah. say, you need a freaking editor. <laughs> yeah. Pay me and I'll do it. Yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we have uh, the certificates yeah, right, right there. there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but. Uh, 
either way, I'm definitely going to be a little more mindful of the way that mm-hmm. I say things. Yeah, it's a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah, I yeah, I feel like this should have been something I learned as a child, <laughs> not as Eight. a 30 plus year old. <laughs> Better late than never. <laughs> Then again, I can't say that because mom's always said, um, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Prove <laughs> <Ruin> that. <laughs> so we're kind of, we're screwed. <laughs> this is an us problem now. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think that pretty well clues up our episode though for today. I think that's, uh. It's a good month so far. I think so. And this is only our mid-month. So, with that being said, the next two, possibly three episodes, we're going to be sat on that couch recording together for the first time since when? Mm. When was the last? April. Would it have been April that we would have recorded it? Yeah. Yep, because I moved here May 7th. Yeah. So that wasn't our... Wasn't yep. even our mid-month, so we, yeah. Would so our end-of-month end of episode in April was our last one that we recorded together. Oh! So yeah, our next episode might be done different yet again. Yep. <laughs> We're just Switch constantly changing things up. Mm-hmm. It's all ah! Can't yeah. wait. To get back to our 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 what? <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> our in-person know. banter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm so it's excited. Gonna be, it's going to be so much better. <sighs> yeah. So. Make sure you subscribe, follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. so you don't miss these episodes now of us being together. And- yeah. And it really helps if you've listened to our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you use, uh, if you subscribe and if you rate our podcast. Because rating us is what bumps us up in like search features will show up on people's recommended podcasts, stuff like that. So that really, really helps us. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate it. We do. And follow us on Instagram because we're doing our 1K giveaway yes. for another day, I think. We're <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, because this podcast will be yeah. uploaded on the 15th and the giveaway mm-hmm. ends on the 16th. So get your yeah. get likes. over there and follows and comments in mm-hmm. <laughs> exciting ah. all right until next time <laughs> see you in two weeks <laughs> two weeks <laughs> toodles bye